<laughs> Might as well go ahead and start over again. Why not? <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Take three. Okay. Um, welcome to What the Fork. I'm Jared. <laughs> I'm Jason. Uh, you can check Jason out at Jason E. Kyle on Twitter and Instagram. And you can check out Jared Durant at LTD underscore engagement on the Twitter. Drop the underscore for everything else. Except the Facebook because it's a I'm horrible, like, horrible place. Never on Facebook. Um, every every time I get on there, every, every few weeks, or if somebody has tagged me on something, I see hundreds of notifications that I've paid no attention to. <laughs> so. Yeah. I've... Um, Force myself to be minimally on Facebook for the next week. I don't really miss it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, I mean, uh, oh, uh, well, let's finish up. If, if, well, so we almost always forget to ask uh, if you, if, if you're listening, especially on Apple Podcasts, if you could. Uh, rate us and leave us a review. That would be great. Um, yeah. If it's five stars, that would be especially great because uh, mm-hmm. that, that helps us get found. Um, but subscribing to the podcast wherever you're listening is is but very useful. You know what? If you're listening, that means your search is over. Found. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop. Just stop using that search function because <laughs> you done found us. You, you, you found the podcasts. one, the one, <laughs> the one podcast to rule them all. Forget, forget all songs considered. Forget. <laughs> don't listen to W WTF. Don't don't, don't listen forget, to. Uh, I don't know this American life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't need the podcast edition of Fresh Air anymore. You this don't. Is, I wear a glass can suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you, you took it there. You got Jason, you got Jason and Jared now. <laughs> oh boy. So what what have you been up to, man? It's been it's been weeks. <laughs> well, um I mean we did kind of talk about this off mic, but I did um due to COVID, I have been uh, I'm now the former culture editor for Phoenix New Times. But I have been filling the time with movies and TV and uh, playing with my kids and all that type of shenanigans. In that order, right? The kids are the lowest priority? Um, no, kids are pretty much the only I'm just kidding. priority. I'm just kidding. It's, yeah. hard, to see, it's hard to see uh, nuances of, of um, I don't know, snarky facial expressions over Zoom. <laughs> Um, I know I, I had Criterion for a while, so I've been watching like Mikey and Nikki and like all these fancy art films. And so is Mikey and Nikki a, a Cassavetes film or is he just in it? It's the best Cassavetes film that Cassavetes never made. Best, so. best Cassavetes film that Cassavetes never made or ever made? Ever, never made because he didn't, he didn't write he didn't or write direct. direct it. I nah. like Cassavetes actually. Um, I, I have that. I have that Criterion Cassavetes box. I it it takes a while. It's 
Um, like if I think that if you kind of want to get into Casavetes, Mikey and Nikki could be a good start because it's an Elaine May script. And oh, I do I like Elaine why, May. Yeah, and I do. I did enjoy the interplay between. So, like, as like for those who've not familiar with the movie, Mikey and Nikki, um, John Casavetes plays like this gangster who um has who knows he's gonna die peter falk is his best friend and they go on this like wild night uh not like a wild night but he's he knows that the mom's gonna cassavetes knows that the mom's gonna kill him and they kind of go through like a dark night and hash out like their friendship and um, it's just the interplay between Falk and Cassavetes. I'm pretty sure they improvise it like they do everything. Um, and they're they're good friends in yeah. real life too. Mm-hmm. Like I could watch those two just talk like for the the middle hour or so. It's just them two just talking, and I, it was just lovely. <laughs> that that sounds that's enticing to me. I, I I think Peter Falk is enormously underrated. Oh, true. Um, and um, Ned Beatty is like a hitman. <laughs> I, I do like Ned Beatty. Yeah, and um, I know the, the actor's name is William Hickey, but he plays like Uncle, the like the cigars chomping uncle in mm. Christmas Vacation, and it's weird to see him like fifteen years earlier, just going like. Yeah, what you gotta do? You're gonna have to kill him. Like, <laughs> he shows up for five minutes, but man, it's just it's just nuts. Like it's because Christmas Vacation is so like ingrained in like people's memories. Like that's mm. all people come from. So, but it, I um, and I kept joking that. Like if there was ever a time to win to watch Berlin Alexander plots, uh, <laughs> sixteen hour fast binder movie, that I, this would be the time. But I never did it. So see, you know what I I have um, I've actually gone the this kind of opposite. I I've watched very few films during this entire lockdown. Um, I've watched a shit ton of, of TV shows, but also almost nothing new. I've rewatched, uh, I, I finished rewatching. Well, no, so that's not true. New to me was The Office. I finally gave The Office a shot. Um, yeah, I'm I, 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 I like put my head down and, and, and got through that first season, which was, whoa, that was rough. Yeah, I, that yeah, first exactly season that. is. That, you know what? I actually, yeah, from basically probably close to, I don't know, maybe six, eight episodes into season two, it just suddenly clicked for some reason. And mm-hmm. um, it was great all the way up until basically until Steve Carell leaves. Um, yeah. I do think that there are, um, I, I do like James Spader coming in uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, I just like James Spader. Um, and it's it's James Spader just getting to be his his weirdest Spader self. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> that's that's fun. I, I do enjoy that. Um, 
But then, then that last season is rough. But I, I think as far as a series finale, that the series finale of The Office really just stuck the landing for me. Mm-hmm. That um, was, it was a stroke of genius. Yeah. Just like, oh yeah, I, we I, have. I, I teared up in parts. It's possibly because I uh, am I'm, uh, more emotionally vulnerable during this time. Uh, <laughs> but it's... Uh, it, it definitely there. There were some moments. Uh, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the final episode of The Office. Um, yeah. When when Michael shows up to to be Dwight's best man, I was like, oh, it it just fucking got me. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> um, I've been watching. Well, Kirsten's been watching Scrubs mainly because of the podcast. Same. Uh, uh, with Braff and uh, Donald Basin. Yep. Um, and I've been watching that along with her. I've been watching old episodes of Seinfeld. I will rewatch Community. Uh, though technically it's not a rewatch because I never watched season six. Um, because it was on Yahoo. Um, uh, but it was pretty solid. Um, so I possibly haven't seen that last season either. So it's that, on. It's on Netflix. Is it okay? So I saw yeah. it after the fact. I must have seen it. Yeah. So I would I would recommend checking that out. It's. Um, I, I, I mean, think I must have seen it then because I saw everything that was on Netflix and I, I watched it last year. So last year, that sounds about right. I, what is time add, anymore? Well, they add season six, okay. I think, because it had been the first time I had seen it. But man, I after Don Glover is like like it's rough. Yeah. Okay. So I did see it then because I I I, I did do remember seeing it well, after he was gone. He left Mill season five because mm-hmm. he goes. He decides he's gonna. That go season on six is up. a pretty short season, though, right? Yeah, it's about thirteen episodes. They're a little longer. Because they were Yahoo without commercials, and mm-hmm. the get Brewster is like shows up, and um, what's her name? Um, oh, um, the mom, uh, not Britta, not Annie. Um, why can't I think of her name? Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown is the actress. Oh yeah, okay. Um. So she doesn't, and she makes two cameos in season six, and like, but she's gone, and uh, it's just different. I, I could, I was perfectly okay with not having Chubby Chase in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so I mean, I basically have been rewatching shows that I've that I've already seen, other than than The Office, and and I. I uh, had started rewatching the Star Wars movies um, in order mm. from the beginning. It's that um, I I showed Beckett my for those who don't know my three soon to be four year old. Um, I showed him a New Hope on Sunday. See, I'm pretty sure that that's um, pro- that's probably around the age that I saw Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Because I was born in 82, I think Jedi came out in 83, so I would have seen it on home video f- a few years after that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back when 
when things were on VHS and expensive on VHS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it helped. It definitely helped that he was familiar with a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. Like he knows who Chewbacca is, E three PO is, he knows who R two D two is. Um, so that helped, but man, it was a long two hours. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> What's going on? Well, because the the original Star Wars is a pretty slow burn. There's not really much in the way. I mean, there's, you know, there's the cantina scene and there's the escape, you know, from Tatooine. Um, But most of the action doesn't take place until the last, you know, 20, 30 minutes of the movie. He liked Tatooine. Hmm. He liked being in Mos Eisley. Um, He liked that a lot. Actually, he knew who Greedo was. Well, yeah, um, and in, unless you had like a Laserdisc version or a VHS copy or one of the special edition DVDs that has the original, Beckett saw uh, the Greedo shoots first version, which is the bastardized yeah, version. It's a Disney Plus version, so Greedo. Yeah, it's just it's I, I have so many problems with the special editions, uh, with the changes that were made. And there's just, there's, I, you know, so, so this time, because I am a nerd to the point of having the physical copies with the original versions on it, um, Mm -hmm. and I have Disney plus cause I I have Verizon, so I get that Mm -hmm. for free. Um, so I watched, it's, it's kind of tough because I have a nice TV and, uh, seeing the, the original versions on DVD, which were just laser disc transfers basically from the nineties. Mm. Um, it's this little, it's this, this small pocket of the TV. Cause it doesn't, it's not anamorphic or whatever the, mm-hmm. the term is. So you don't see it very well. The video quality isn't great. Um, but it's the films I remember. It's the films that I grew up with. And yeah, uh, so I, I, I actually watched the original and then the special edition immediately following. And it's just, mm-hmm. there's, there's, eh, I don't know. I, I, you know, yeah, I, I, this will turn, if we don't stop now, this is going to turn into a Jared rants about star Wars podcast. Yeah. So well, let's just, stop it right there let's, because let's cut it off. Let's, well, let's we're just stop you right there. I was saying like, he's three. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. He's not a, a life embittered thirty seven year old. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care that Jabba looks like a turd with eyes. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> so he he liked that stupid little jump. Like, as, some of the little things that they added, but he does like he doesn't know and he doesn't care. Like <laughs> he thought it was just really cool that. Um. Like Luke Skywalker, they played chess, and the with Chewbacca played chess, and he liked. What does he think of R two? He thought he R two's his dude. Um, he liked the he liked the trash compactor, like the, there was a snake in it, and like it didn't scare him that scene where Luke goes into the garbage, gets taken under. Yeah. Yep, he thought that was wild. Huh. Yeah, he just. Um. Yeah, he liked all of it, and so I, it's just a lot of it was just a lot of explaining over and over again. Like, <laughs> and that's I expected that. 
So I just kind of wanted to get this out of the way, though. No, so, that's good. So it felt like today was, it felt like it's time. <laughs> we talk about these characters. It's going to be a while before I get into Empire and Return Empire is actually really the most adult out of the original three, I think. Um, yeah. And but he knows, like, he knows those too. Like, he knows what the at ats are. He knows Yoda. He knows, like, all these things. He kind of knows what Ewoks are. Um, but, like, it's just. Yeah, I, I do have a soft spot, again, because of the age I was when I first saw it. I do have a soft spot for Return of the Jedi. Um, I mean, because, and, and even still, I, I mean, what's not to love about about warrior teddy bears? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, what's, what's not to love about merchandising? <laughs> merchandising, merchandising, as, yeah. uh, as yogurt would say. I caught myself, like, do you remember the guy with the dark helmet? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, Rick Moranis. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Evil will win because good is dumb. (laughs) No, sir. I did not catch you playing with your dolls again. Uh, That's another movie. You know, I found that I was basically... Um, as I was watching Empire Strikes Back, I was I was reciting the lines along with the film uh, to Susu because she's mm-hmm. the only other. Uh, you know, if if I'm talking to my cat, it's almost like I'm not talking to myself. So, um, but she didn't appreciate it at all. Uh, yeah, stupid cat. <laughs> Especially when I looked at her, and I said. That is why you fail. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, yeah, it's been that. I've been watching a lot of, like, kid stuff just because that's what we have to do. But when when the kids are in bed, that's when it's adult time. You know what? Uh, I watched last night. I watched the first episode of that uh, Mark Ruffalo show. Um, oh, how was that? I know it was it. I know this much is true. It's really yeah. fucking good, but it's really, really intense and hard to watch. Um, uh, Ruffalo's performances are yeah. fantastic. <laughs> um, if you have, we finished it in two nights. We watched McMillions because they're showing all of it for free um, right now. Um, some HBO stuff. And it's about like the monopoly, like how one guy. Oh yeah, how it was like fixed, right? Or the mob fixed it, or something. Yep. So that that's wild. Um, It's uh, yeah. I I I mean I I recommend that. It's if if you still have a, a an HBO preview, I recommend catching it but i mm-hmm. it's it's definitely emotionally draining to watch it because it's it's so uh just intense so i i had to to like have a palate cleanser afterwards so i watched an episode of the gilmore girls <laughs> yeah. i uh i started watching bojack horseman on the recommend strong recommendation of chelsea from fairy bones oh yeah uh, a yeah, lot of people I, have recommended that. I, I haven't tackled that yet. I get the appeal. 
I, I I'm gonna keep watching it. Um, but it's whew, it's a lot of heavy stuff in that. Uh, <laughs> in really? That For yeah, a, it, an animated. Yeah, it's not like uh, it's not like Waking Life or anything, but it's like like it's like the it's funny depressing. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, just, just it, the horses. Like the uncomfortable laughter. Yeah, it's just you feel really a little uncomfortable. The episode I watched, you felt like really uncomfortable afterwards. Like this guy's just, whoa. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and, and it's a horse. It's a goddamn horse. <laughs> well, uh, do do you want to get into this? Well, I do want to point out one more thing that I started watching. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Crackle has um, the crick. It I'm stinks. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of my. I love that show. Uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> um. socks are my left foot and tootsie. <laughs> and the, <laughs> Oh yeah, man, I, I possibly. Really- I I don't know. I I do. I love that show. Love it's is so fantastic in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think all three seasons are on. I think there were only three seasons, and they're all on Crackle. Yeah, it was a pretty short-lived show. Season. Yeah, um, you have to god awful commercials, but like, there there's commercials, and then there's like. Lower than Goldberg and Osborne commercials. <laughs> wow, like, like just for old folks type stuff. So it's bad. So this kind of is actually a good segue um, into what <laughs> good we're segue? a good segue into what we did there. Uh, yeah, see, uh, into what we're doing, which is um, for for those who who have. have followed us for a while and then there are some that have we got uh, (laughs) through the end of season three of the good place Mm -hmm. which is everything that's currently on netflix uh Mm -hmm. we managed to we managed to get in a couple of uh of of hiatus episodes um which we usually do between seasons Mm -hmm. uh but uh including you know the the awesome I, you know, th- considering what we're all going through right now, it's pretty. It's really awesome that we got to do that series finale at at Alamo Draft House. So, you know, yeah. let's let's throw a, a shout out to to Lauren there. Um, and uh, so we're we're still waiting though. Yes, agreed. Uh, we're still waiting for. Yeah season four to pop up on Netflix so we can start that from the beginning because only the most five recent episodes are on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and if we're still locked down at that point, you know, we can do a, a Netflix party thing for that. But, um, mm-hmm. so we'd had, we had brought up on this podcast a number of times, uh, doing Brooklyn nine, nine. Yes. Um, and, and the noise place, which is, which was your, your, um, uh, coined name for it. Yep. And we had talked about doing that as a, as a, as its own thing. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, 
Then we also, and you can always jump in and correct me at any point, but we, we kind of thought, why wait? Um, we've got all this, this time now as we're being responsible social distancers and, and um, trying not to get plague uh, to, to, to do this. So while we're waiting for, for the last season to drop, why not start running through it now? Um, but it's also only on it's Hulu. Preview. Hmm? And here this the sneak preview for exactly podcasts to come. Um, so, but as as I was starting to say, it's it's not on Netflix, so we can't really watch it together. We could time our watching on Hulu, I guess, but then we also have to endure commercials because I'm too cheap to pay for the non-commercial upgrade. Um, so uh, this is going to be a little bit different from what we normally do, which is going to be basically going through the episode um, just on notes and impressions. <laughs> on your notes. Because you don't have notes? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I didn't take notes. Much of this afternoon. Between... I, I'm really glad that I took the notes on this then, because normally, you know, if you go back to the beginning, uh, I tried to start taking notes from the beginning, but but you were the note taker. Um at least uh, more consistently out of well, the two of us. Well, you know, you're the responsible one now. <laughs> Great. We're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a freaky Friday moment, and now you're the Jamie Lee Curtis, and you know, I'm the living one. That... Or am I the Barbara Harris? You're the Barbara Harris, and I'm the Joey Foster. I know. This doesn't work. No, let's just do the... Um, Am I Lindsay Lohan? No, let's not do Freaky Friday because it's weird. It is. It it does. I don't like the sentence that just the or the question that just came out of my mouth. Am I Lindsay Lohan? No. <laughs> so uh, let's let's say let's, uh, do, um, let's do the um. There's which, this movie with Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage where they switch places. I yes. Think it's so you're the Judge Reinhold and I'm the Fred Savage. And so which is, what's the name of that one? I think it's called Vice Versa. That sounds right. What was the name of the Dudley Moore, Kirk Cameron one? Ooh. Because um, there was a um, spat of them, right? So there was... Like father there, Like Son. Yes. That was it. Like Father Like Son. <laughs> Good point. And then there's the one with George Burns. Oh, right. <laughs> I think that one's like, what, 18 again? And then... Uh, well, because didn't they didn't they remake it with Zac Efron and and Matthew Perry? Perhaps. Which that one's actually pretty funny. We were actually talking about that one the other day, me and Kristen. It's uh yeah, but in the eighties there was a. Do you recall like there would be? I mean, maybe it still happens. I don't know, but there certainly it seemed more prevalent in the eighties. Maybe because I was paying more attention. But you would get a spat of films that were very similar. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in plot. There were those, like, there were the bias-switching movies. Mm-hmm. And I think we're missing, like, wasn't there one with, like, Patrick Dempsey at some point, too? Uh, or probably. something else. Who knows? Um, but there was, like, there was those, there was the Asteroid movies. I think um, that in the 80s, or at least the mid to late 80s, you could you could ask the question, wasn't there a Patrick Dempsey version to just about anything and probably be right? <laughs> Yeah, I think that checks out. So, so, I think that checks out. 
Okay, so uh, since we're going off of my notes, then I'll, I'll go ahead and, and run the show but here, and we'll see. Keep how in goes. mind, I just watched it this afternoon, so so it's it's fresh in your head. These, it is these fresh should, in my head. I took some fucking good notes, so it should jog your memory. Everything from the Donnie Brasco speech. <laughs> um, I, have you ever seen Donnie Brasco? By the way, yeah, yeah, a long time ago, but like. You should make that like a yearly ritual. I, sh- I I have thought recently, actually, independent of this, that I needed to needed to see that again. Because um, that movie is brilliant in so many ways. So I just I anyway. I'm not a huge Jake Gyllenhaal fan. Or it, it really it seems to depend, you know. It's not a Jake Gyllenhaal movie, dude. Isn't he in that one? No, no not I, Donnie Brasco. I'm thinking Donnie Darko. God damn it! I got my Donnie's confused. Um, oh, okay. okay. I've definitely I have seen Donnie Brasco though. Johnny but, Depp but, and and uh was that Pacino? Johnny Depp and Pacino? Yeah, it's Depp and Pacino, but brief digression. Have you seen Donnie Darko? Yeah. And did you love it? Again, it was a long time ago. I probably saw that when it came out. Okay. I'm just okay. saying, I, 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 so, okay, I, I will rewatch Donnie Brasco and Donnie Darko. I'll make it a Donnie, and I'll even throw the Big Lebowski in there and make it a Donnie's night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying you have to watch, like, Donnie Darko, like, anytime soon, even though the soundtrack is really good. Mm. And, um, like, it's brilliant on a number of levels. Um, just don't watch the director's cut because it's just takes out the mysticism. Okay. Like, what, takes out what makes it great, even though I'm pretty sure I own both versions. Anyway, Diane Brasco. Well, whenever I, I get back my copy of Diner, you can lend me uh, a Donnie Darko. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, when I feel safe enough to go out, <laughs> never. Um, all right. Say, is this the version? Is this version of our podcast the one where I talk about going out, get a haircut, maybe, with my Amish beard? Your beard is very impressive. I have to say, you can't you can't see it on the podcast, obviously, but I'm I'm looking at it over Zoom, and it's 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 uh, it is impressive. Yeah. So, um, as you can see, my Jufro is coming in nicely. Um, mm-hmm. It's. I. I would love to get a haircut. I just. I. I. I think our governor is an idiot, and I don't uh, have any uh, intention of 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 you know endangering well, myself thinking, anytime soon. Well, I keep thinking he's just going to do what he always does. Say he's going to do these things. Enough people speak up where he's like, oh, second thought, maybe we don't reopen the state. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's caving under pressure from the other side at, the, at this point. Yeah. They're, they're, so I don't know. He's he's a classic caver, is what he is. Um, yeah, it's just just call him Nick Caver. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, um, that's insulting, Nick Cave. It is, but you, they have to add the R at the end. Um, but um, let's enough talk about the ice cream man. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about something that we enjoy. Let's talk about Brooklyn Nine Nine. So this is actually this is not just out of the blue either. It is it is uh, a show that is in the shore verse. Um, yeah, it is co-created 
by and I, I'm I'm telling these these are some fucking good notes. So I'm going off of them right now. Is a uh, co-created by Dan Gore and uh, Michael Shore, mm-hmm. um, the, who worked together on Parks and Rec. Yep. Um, Dan was a, a writer producer, and uh, Michael Shore was a co-creator. Obviously, so. Um, it uh, it aired September seventeenth, two thousand thirteen. Yep. Uh, and I looked to see what it was up against uh, on that night, back uh, seven seven years ago. Uh, and it was um, it followed the short lived Seth Green sitcom Dads, <laughs> <laughs> With, which was uh, created by um Seth MacFarlane if I recall. I think that's right. Uh it, it had also uh, it was uh Seth Green and Giovanni Rabisi were the 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 the, the quote unquote kids um and and Martin Mull and um Peter Riegert played their dads. <laughs> yeah, that checks out that was definitely Seth MacFarlane all over the place. <laughs> um Dads lasted one season, and and uh, and and Brooklyn Nine Nine is still with us. So, but it was it's it was in its uh, initial run, or I mean, at least initial airing on Fox. Um, so, so here's what it was up against: it was opposite Agents of Shield, mm-hmm. uh, NCIS, oh, and The Biggest Loser ah. for the for the other major networks. That's um quite the powerhouse uh, competition there. Agents yeah. of Shield was quite the range powerhouse at the time, if I recall. You know, I I like Agents of Shield. I thought, I mean, mostly because I like uh, Coulson. Um, mm-hmm. Why can't I can't think of the the actor? Mark yes. Um, Talking about him the other day because he and his wife show up on. The Connors, which is the Roseanne show after they kicked off Roseanne. Well, and his, his wife is uh, Gray. Uh, Jennifer Gray. Jennifer Gray, yes. Uh, yeah. the, the, the baby that got put in the corner. Uh, or, uh, <laughs> um, don't put baby and in the Because corner. we've been watching um, Fosse Verdon, um, I get to I point out that like there's a version of Joel Gray Right. You do cabaret, and a actor playing Joel Gray shows up in the in the show, that's, like the, Jennifer Gray's dad. Like, it's like who? I'm like, baby. Yes, baby. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um. All right. So so let's see. Um. Those those are the kind of the notes that I had on the top of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But as as you started to as you started to discuss it, it does it opens with Jake Peralta, Andy Samberg, um, talking intensely into the camera, <laughs> <laughs> setting the tone for his character for a good what on seven seasons now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but. So I mean, we can get into this a little bit uh, later. Well, okay, so let's let's talk the basic plot. Um, mm-hmm. So the basic plot of it is that it's this uh, 
Brooklyn Precinct. Uh, they get a new captain. Um, they're they're uh, have to catch a, a, a murderer who, uh, near as I can tell, has killed somebody over a six thousand dollar ham. Um, yes, and so it's this. It's it's uh, it's if you if you you know boil it down, it's it's a pretty like classic premise of i mean it's there's there's obviously it's it's a little more wild um but you know it's it's the ensemble um police sitcom dating back to like a barney miller or, or something like that um yeah. and there's there's and the things that they try to establish in this episode mm-hmm. like peralta's pretty much never changed like from that opening scene where he's quoting movies See, I I beg to differ though. So one of the notes that I took out of out of watching this was that the only characters that I think arrive mostly formed are Holt and Gina. Um, yeah, everybody else has some pretty significant growth pretty quickly. Um, yeah, Charles is definitely not anything like he is. There are some Charlesy aspects to it, but. But yeah, mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, not even what he becomes later on in the first season. Um, and even, um, and even um, Rosa. Rosa, um, Rosa definitely grows quite a bit. Yeah. Well, and so but, does. Um. So does Santiago. Yeah, but like Terry's Terry. Terry is pretty much Terry. Um, that's yeah. because I mean that's because. <laughs> You know Terry Crews. I, I, he he's a, a you know he's Terry Crews in just about everything. So yeah. there's um, not much different you can have about him. But I I mean he's great as that character. But I think J. I, it's clearly that they focus a lot. I to me, and we can debate this all night, and I'll still be right. Um, <laughs> But to me, Jake is the one who's mostly developed because he did form this around um, Peralta, like Jake Peralta. Well, um, be, I mean, you know, it's they. Andy Samberg is pretty much the star. As, as I mean, at this right. point, anyway, it he's becomes. The, he, well, he's the only. Like I knew who every I kind of knew who other people were on the show. Like I knew who Andre Brager was because. Yeah. Like homicide life on the street, right? Um, Barry Levinson, <laughs> um, yeah. and I knew who Terry Crews was because everything. But I didn't know. I kind of knew who uh, who Rosa was because she's been in a few indie, indie indie movies and stuff. I know who Joe Truglio was because I watched The State, right? Um, but like, obviously, the the star here is supposed to be. Um, Sandberg, so I right. think he's definitely in his wheelhouse as the movie quoting, fun loving but smart. Right, but detective. even he becomes more nuanced, and I, I I think that he relaxes into the character. Um, I mean, my major note on him in this is that he just he's not uh, he's 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 really hamming it up. He's hmm. so I I mean as far as I I was loath to to actually watch this show the first time. Um, I got into it uh, a couple seasons in 
Um, and I had had kind of, like I said, been reticent to start it because I was not an Andy Samberg fan. Uh, yeah. Just his style of humor is is not uh, you know the kind of movie that he was in was was I, I didn't I didn't really get uh, Lonely Island or or his stuff on on when he was on SNL I just didn't think he was that funny um, and I think he's great in this mm-hmm. but well at least in this first episode and I think the first few episodes to be honest but we can talk about that as we get into them um, well, he's he's more playing to the Andy Samberg type than he is kind of embracing the Jake Peralta character. Well, I can, there's a, to kind of go back, piggyback on what you're saying. So I think one of the reasons why it's kind of the Andy Samberg show is because the pilot was directed by Phil Lord and uh, Miller at the Lord Miller team. Yes. Like these are the guys who did the twenty one Jump Street, twenty two Jump Street, like a movie type. Like they're geniuses. Like as far like, at least lately they've been like in the last. They did. They had a hand in Into the Spider Verse. Right. They had a hand in the Lego movies. They've done the Jump Street movies, which are hilarious. They're just they're really smart fellows. And I was like you. I mean, I like Lonely Island, but to me, it's just like they're just three guys who listened to a couple of Adam Sandler albums and were like, eh. <laughs> right. We'll just get some real pro- like rap producers and we'll just make albums and they'll sound really good. But so I was kind of like you, but then before 99 hit, there was a there was a movie he was in, and not starring him and Adam Sandler, <laughs> but him and Rashida Jones. Um, what was that? Oh man, it's slipping my mind right now. Uh, but um, I'm gonna IMDb it right now. So okay. just while you're doing uh, that. Uh, I, but it's it's pretty immediately clear that it's it's meant to be an ensemble show, uh, even yeah. if the characters you know uh, Gina is a highlight, um, and and mm-hmm. and Holt is a highlight. I think Andre Brower is brilliant. Oh um, yeah. Okay, so the movie is called Celeste and Jesse Forever. Okay, I, and I highly recommend that you seek it out. So that that oh. would that would increase or uh, my. Uh, uh, I don't know. Change but my opinion said, of Sandberg. You well, it's it's written by Rashida Jones and her writing partner. Okay, this was before she started doing like Andrew Tribeca. I think she was still doing Parks and Rec, mm. and it's about this couple who like are broken up, but they can't break up. <laughs> um, okay, and it's just just funny and brilliant and it's got a really good soundtrack i'll I'll check uh, it out yeah um but like that's why i started realizing like he can be that he had potential to be not just an idiot all the time he he had potential to be the next like the next generation sam sandler gotcha he actually had some depth 
Uh, I'm not talking about like, because like, I mean, I'm sure Andy Sandberg is going to do an uncut gems one day, and sure, I will be there with open arms when that happens. <laughs> well, I mean, certainly um, as as Brooklyn Nine Nine has gone on, I I would agree with you, um, but yeah. as as this was my first. It, you know, exposure to uh, something that he was in that I liked. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I I would now I would now agree with that. Uh, yeah. I, you know, and I think that again that he'll settle into the character as the show goes on. But mm-hmm. I, but this first one, he is I think hamming it up a little a little much. Uh, but yeah. it does give us the great scene of uh, of, of Fuzzy Cuddlebear. <laughs> yeah. During which yeah. I'm sure you caught that that the actress who 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 plays Santiago is is just cracking, <laughs> like she's yeah. not even doing a great job of hiding the fact that she's laughing while he's he's doing that. I mean, and, and really, when he's going, Detective Santiago, don't look away from me. As <laughs> the bear, I mean, how can you? <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, but um, and not even. I'll tell you the thing that kind of I I watched. I distinctly remember watching the first episode. Like I was still living in Illinois at the time. Um, like I was about a month away from moving to to Phoenix, mm. and I remember just thinking like, eh, it's okay. Like, but like it's just a Sandberg acting like a doofus and. <laughs> Yeah, like it's just gonna be him quoting Die Hard, which I can get behind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it 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 does. So so there are some some of the things that I noticed. One of the, okay, one and we maybe I'll save one of these until a little more towards the end. But um, I think that even though Sandberg is a focus. It's it's pretty clear that these characters are too complex to not be a full ensemble show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, Rosa is immediately interesting. You know, and and mm-hmm. so is Terry. Um, <laughs> Terry titties. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you've, you've changed. <laughs> yes. You you were much uh, much more fat. I was. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Call, they used to call me Terry Titties because I had because you had large because I, I had titties. Yeah. I just named that nickname. It's accurate. Um and but yeah, I, I they do for for all of our talk about it being a Sandberg uh vehicle, it it it, it does set up a lot of um things that they're going to explore as the show goes on. Uh, mm-hmm. You know the um, uh, Santiago's, you know, needing a, a mentor, you know, and, and really kind of of uh, seeking out uh, that relationship with Holt from the beginning, mm-hmm. and calling him her her rabbi, yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, you know, the, and Holt. And like Holt be wanting to make sure that he is taken seriously. Right, exactly. Uh, and, and they established the disco strangler pretty early on. I, I love, yeah. Yeah. Put down the yo yo. 
and when and the, his dynamic with Gina too, and well, and Gina's dynamic with everyone basically. Yeah. Um, and I, I love. Her. She's like, uh, sure, I'll tell you on six conditions. <laughs> <laughs> you let me practice. I'm use your to- office to practice my dance moves. And then, yeah, so, so there, there is a lot of groundwork, you know, I, I think, um, they, they pretty much just gloss over, over Scully and, uh, um, Hitchcock, Hitchcock, Scully and Hitchcock. Yeah. Uh, and, and the, you know, I think, um, Scully has one line and Hitchcock has just, you know, you just get a glimpse of what he's like, not, you know, but hardly at all. Well, and then there's a third detective in there that's just gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there um, was, I just seem to recall two Scully and Hitchcock scenes. I'm barely remembering the Scully, or the, barely remembering the Hitchcock one, but the Scully one is, um, they're tight. He's, Terry's describing, Santiago and her home life, and it says that's pretty hot. <laughs> like, and he says, "Oh yeah," and she pours her gloves a whole bunch of hot sauce while he just sits there. Yeah. Well, the Hitchcock scene is is describing Rosa uh, mm-hmm. and how she's she's scary um, and hard to read, and mm-hmm. she's like, and she goes up to Hitchcock and says, "Who's my secret Santa?" <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. He's uh, what did he say? He's, uh, like, well, it takes Scully, the fun yeah, out of it. Yeah, no, it's, it's Scully. You got your scarf. I'll tell him to take it back. She's like, yes, you will. <laughs> it's a terrible gift. Um, but then, uh, I you know, Terry's character moment of the uh, introducing his daughters Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> Yeah. And and hold saying they do it or saying they have uh, adorably chubby cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just in his and dead why he's and they show why he's not on the street anymore, yeah. which is pretty hilarious. Yep. Um uh, I, you know, the Holt's deadpan is one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Just oh yeah. Um the things that kind of stuck out to me as I was watching this. Like, other than, like, they established pretty early on Jake's, like, Jake trying to make the job like the movies, um, which yeah. is pretty much how I live my life. <laughs> um, uh, but the forced romance between um, uh, Rosa and... Um, and Boyle? Char- yeah. Yeah. Like, so, like... Well, um, because... And that's where I would say that Rosa... I mean, neither one of them are, are at their characters yet, really. Um, right. Because like, you have no idea. You have no idea that Charles is going to become, like, this foodie who says wildly inappropriate things. Yes. <laughs> you have no idea. Like, and well, you have no like, idea that Rosa... Like who Rosa will be, yeah. Like five seasons, six seasons on. They really, they. I mean, they're those. Yeah, that's what. So I mean, that's why I'm saying basically, other than Jake, who who I think does grow and become more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Gina and and Holt are really well, and Terry, like you were saying. So they're they're those. 
characters that are pretty well formed at, at this point already mm-hmm. in the pilot. But the rest of them are just glimpses. I do like the Boyle scene where... Um, where Terry's describing him as not the most coordinated, where he's yeah. like, where he drops his muffin, he's like, oh, my muffin, and then goes down to get it and smacks his head on the counter, and he's like, steps on his muffin. <laughs> like, oh, my head, oh, my muffin, I stepped on my muffin and hit my head. <laughs> and I just, and I, the thing that kind of jogged my memory, like, from watching this episode, was just how much it was like, they just keep going back to that sitcom well again this episode a little bit like yeah. they establish like a will will they or won't they office romance right with, yeah um sort of thing and just and i just remember thinking this is just so tired like i'm yeah well, and I think that they go on to to uh, make better use of the Boyle Rosa um, mm-hmm. dynamic for sure, as it, yeah. uh, it just even within a few episodes. So, or the Charles and Gina dynamic, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my! Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, some of my uh, more of my notes here. Um, let's see. Oh, one thing that really bothered me, and so I'm assuming that there's a scene that's cut somewhere. Um, they make a big deal. So as as we mentioned, part of the plot is that uh, the the uh, the crime here, the major the major uh, case, is the murder. Uh, the guy and so they go to the market to confront the the guy behind the deli counter uh, and the the f- fight ensues there um, Jake drops his gun and like they make a point of getting a shot where it gets like kicked under uh, a fixture and they yeah. never revisit that Mm-hmm. You, I mean, presumably he gets his gun back, you know, or they they make it they make it it's a red herring. They make it look like it's going to be a major plot point, and it ends up beyond that little shot of it get it sliding under a shelving fixture. It's never brought up. It doesn't get mentioned when they go back to, um, when they go back to the office. No, nothing. Talk about how he completely screwed things up no so that and, that scene where where they go where they're in holt's office and he's talking about uh you know yes i failed to to report to you uh mm-hmm. and yes the bad guy got away but i but uh here's mm-hmm. some some gel- hazelnut gelato for you you know yeah. um in that scene <laughs> hey, <Roma>. exactly. <laughs> um, in that scene there's nothing about how he lost his gun and I'm glad that you bring up that scene because here's the other thing I distinctly remember watching it, thinking about when I was watching the first time, that this was just going to be the American hot fuzz. Right. With Peralta being the Nick Frost character. <laughs> right. Who like, just goes, so Bad Boys 2 or Point Break? You mean which one I prefer? No, which one do you want to watch first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and because that scene in the grocery store where they're throwing food and doing things is like taken directly from the finale, which is like meant to be like this big Michael Bay movie. Right. Like, yeah, like it is finale. It is very Hot Fuzz-esque. Yeah. I'm just thinking, of like, oh, they're just going to make the American Hot Fuzz. Like, and and uh, Rosa will be the Olivia Coleman character who occasionally says, like, a sexual innuendo. <laughs> In your endo. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Where, like, that's the other thing that kind of struck me, too, is just like this. It's just they made Hot Fuzz into a TV show. Um, but I mean, I was just as just. I seem to recall being like going, eh, it's got potential. Exactly. Well, and that seems to be because as I was doing some mild research for this, that seems to be what most of the reviews were saying that they were positive, mm-hmm. that it had potential, um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, but then I was moving to Phoenix. I'm like, I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got Parks and Rec to worry about. I got I think 30 Rock was still on. Mm-hmm. No, it got canceled. But, mm. Thirty Rock what, like, was that? Not, well, you know what's that? I, I we'll answer that next episode. Um, okay, but like that's just kind of where I was. So I was like, yeah. But um, I can also say that this <laughs> guy. I hope I can also say that this show started at the end of a relationship. And has continued since the beginning of another relationship, <laughs> which if this show gets canceled, uh-huh. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared, Jared. <laughs> that's, that's all right. Just just make sure to be to to you know the the couple that watches Scrubs together stays together. Um, actually, <laughs> don't watch- take that advice at all. I I, I watched Scrubs with. Um, with two X's. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the canvassing scene. Um, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, two out of the three of those I loved. Um, I, I, well, so we'll talk about the one that I didn't love because the line was funny, but clunky where, hi, I'm detective right all the time. And (laughs) this is, this is detective, uh, whatever he called her. I was like, ah, that's, that's just too much. But, uh, you know, the first scene of the, oh, you, you smell the, uh, you smell that weed smoke. Um, that was, yeah, somebody <laughs> came in and smoked a bunch of weed and then took off. Was it the same person who left the bong sitting over there on the floor? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the MVP Arm- cameo. Yeah. <laughs> Fred Armisen um, as Malipno. <laughs> uh, Malipnosh. Oh. Um, yes. <laughs> and he's, I wrote this down where he's spelling his name M L E P Clay. Wait, did you say Clay? The Clay is silent. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, um, yeah. Good old Fred Armisen. He's made this. He's made this career since leaving SNL of like these cameos of 
playing weird, creepy guys. Like ever since Euro Trip, have you ever seen Euro Trip? I have not. Well, add that to your queue because it's kind of brilliant. Euro Trip, <laughs> um, really? And yeah, it, dude. Like two. So we'll go on this brief diversion of like Euro Trip, okay? Okay. It's it's mostly sophomoric, obviously, because you know right. it's from the people who brought you Euro Trip in old school, which is um, why I didn't but, watch it. But hear me out. Okay, so I'm listening. The two writers, the two writers and directors used to write for Seinfeld and there are these like just brilliant comedy moments that just kind of build throughout the movie. Like I I hate to ruin it for you. Okay. Well, well, don't, uh, don't ruin it for me. You mentioned Seinfeld writers. Yeah. I'll just tell you this one thing. Like, so he the whole reason why he goes and this is not a spoiler it's in the trailer but he finds out his girlfriend has been cheating on him because this band is playing the graduation party playing the song inspired by his girlfriend's infidelity called sky doesn't know <laughs> and the joke is recycled brilliantly throughout um, the movie. Um, it's just, and there's other little parts in it, like, uh, it's just, just brilliant. And at moments. Okay. So I'm probably overdoing it, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be watching being like, you said it was going to be brilliant. I don't think it's brilliant. Yeah. Like, like, okay, Paul Reiser, but just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the brilliance, like, just because, like, it's brilliant because he didn't cast Tom Green in it. <laughs> but no, there's other parts in it that are just, like, just really, it's just very Seinfeldian type stuff. And as I think about it, too, um, Sheena Easton gets used in this movie and it's used at least five <laughs> times in Seinfeld. <laughs> like the same damn song. Was it the Sugar Wall song? No. Um, Morning Train. Okay. Yeah, like I remember distinctly recall that song being used at least five times during Seinfeld's run. <laughs> like, And then they use it in... Um, they use it to brilliance in Euro Trip. I'm like, these two have a real hard on for this. For my baby takes the morning train. Mm. <laughs> anyway, but Euro Trip, check it out after you check out Dying Brasco. And yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about something that I'm glad they did not keep as a oh. as a device in the show. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot one more. Uh, we were talking about Fred Armisen, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think so, that's what brought up Eurotrip. Yeah. So, what, like, it bugs me a little bit that Fred Armisen just sort of made this career of cameos being weird, creepy guys. And it bothers you and I you? both. 
Well, a little bit because have you ever seen um, documentary now? You know what? I I watched the first season of it and I didn't watch any more after that. I figured that I got the I got the gist of it. Um, I, I did think that what I saw was funny in that first season. Um, you know, them doing their version of of Grey Gardens and uh, and the the was it like the Shackleton ex- expedition? Um, yeah. There there were some. I, I thought that there were some good things in that, but I I, I figured. I, it wasn't something that I needed to keep going with. Oh, second season is even better. Is it really? Yeah, they do a full-on parody of "Stop Making Sense." Okay. Um, yeah. Well, so, if anything, check out that. I mean, like that stuff that, like, for Armstrong's, like, wrote. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like with Bill Hader, who's also and, I, I love Bill Hader too. Yeah, like just brilliantly executed, and I just kind of like. I want to see more of like the Fred Armisen like that because I know that guy's funny and brilliant. But Seth Meyers has him playing guitar like a like a <laughs> you know baby like a like a baby's toy. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, his ideos mio, you know, um, it's a. Uh, I, I don't know. I for me, it hasn't been overexposed. I don't watch Seth Meyer, uh, so mm-hmm. I don't uh, I don't see it as often. I guess so. When, when for me, when he does it, it's it's still enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, I, don't get me wrong. I like it. I just I just know he's capable. Yeah, so. sure. I mean, well, Portlandia. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was was starting to say it was something that I'm I'm glad that they did away with. Um, is the like slow mo recap, uh, where where it's Jake putting things together, you know, mm-hmm. um, where he's he's figuring, uh, you know, after after the fact of Holt telling them him that he's he's gay, he suddenly recalls seeing uh, the article that's hung up. Uh, framed and hung up in the office and then remembers Gina saying, do you get kind of a gay vibe? And then the really slow-mo version of Holt saying manscaping, um, you know, yeah. so uh, that manscaping. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was really glad that they did away with that sort of thing. Um, mm. cause I don't need it uh, again. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's something that ends up really standing on its own. But for, for all of my complaints about this and talking about how the characters are not yet fully formed, you know, it, it is, as, as we were talking about, it is clear that they were at least initially billing it and probably so that the show would get picked up, right? I mean, to be honest. Yeah. That's they, a it was pilot. a pilot. They, they, they wanted it to get picked up. So, so. And to your point, like, I skipped to the second episode today. Um well, let's not and talk then, at all about the second episode yet. No, but I'm not going to... I'm just going to briefly touch on it, but like, a lot of the same plot points are rehashed in the sure. second episode. So, obviously, like... And this was just like, oh, maybe we'll get picked up. Who knows? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, before like every Shore show was guaranteed a shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... But, I mean, so again, I was, uh, you know, I, for... You know, it's it's clear that they had an ensemble show on their hands, and it's it's also clear that the direction that they would eventually go in 
bringing in and fleshing out these characters, um, even for all of my what I see as flaws in in this pilot episode, I still think it's a better pilot than uh, the Parks and Rec pilot, and I think it's a better pilot than the Office pilot. Well, um, I would say this whole episode is better than the first season of The Office and right. Parks and Rec. Yeah, I mean, both of those shows had had. Uh, pretty rocky starts as far as I'm concerned. They they took a long time to find their footing. And I think that this, even though it is, you know, that th- they, they did need to find their footing somewhat, I think that it arrives a little more fully formed and um, just kind of shows the growth of, of Shore as a showrunner, right? As a creator, at least. Because I don't think he's mm-hmm. he's running 9-9. It's probably Gore that's running 9-9, or at least was I, initially. Yeah, I, think, I think they needed... I'm sure he helped develop ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, but he was still heavily on Parks and Rec, and he was he was about to undertake the Good Place. Yeah, like I, like how many, it, like I I can't guarantee like, like how like I don't understand like how he can be like how anyone, I, I guess. So like your Shonda Rhimes's type mm-hmm. people and your Ryan Murphy's, like they obviously can't like keep writing these shows like five eight shows at the same time, you know. Well, like, but but my point is that he's he's clearly yeah. like ramping up, right? Because yeah. I mean the the good place he just nails it. That show is <laughs> formed out of the gate. Yeah, it had to be. It's too high concept. Yeah. So. Um, this nine uh, nine is still pretty broad. Yeah. And uh, I, I think I think that they, uh, you know, I don't know. They do a lot of great things with it, though. So I'm I'm I I had you know not sure when we were going to be recording again. I had already restarted it. Um. And so I've I'm through like I think the first. 18 or so episodes. That's oh, going to be the other man. thing that's, that's going to be the other thing that's uh, interesting about this is because one of the things that I love about the good place is how limited it is as well. And we've talked about this a little bit here and there. That's 13 episodes a season. And uh, you know, nine, nine is a more standard 22, 24 episodes a season. Because um, it's, it's cheers. Right. Uh, police stop and uh, police precinct so it's gonna be we have a lot of episodes my friend quite a few episodes and uh you know i'm looking forward to getting into more of it but i do you have anything else that you want to want to talk touch on for this pilot well do we have to do like an episode like an episode an episode we can just kind of go over like two episodes at a time i'm not i mean we we can plan for that but i'm not ready to go over second episode at this point um, okay. So what I can do is if if you want, you know, as we hash this out over the podcast, because you know how little I edit it, although, yeah. you know, we we did have a few <laughs> false starts that I'm going to take off. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> if only people knew how rough this episode got. Hey, we, I think that we eventually got into the rhythm of it. It's been like a month since we since we have have done a podcast, my friend. I think, so. it's, I think it's significantly improved since I went out and got the beer. <laughs> Well, I then I, I'm just gonna say that 
I don't Which, know. Sorry, Dad. I drank. <laughs> I'm not drinking anything, so I, I my my uh, my ease with with getting into this is just natural, apparently. Um, um, not saying that one way is better than the other, but uh, you know. Anyway, uh, so if, if you want for the next one, I will watch the second and third episode, and we can talk about those two. Um, yeah. Let's just, you know, because I think that since we're not watching the episode while we're talking about it, I think that we can yeah. certainly do that. Uh, but if we're going to do two episodes, we'll just kind of try to keep the keep the mm-hmm. digressions to a minimum, keep the tangents yeah. to a minimum. Well, I mean, um, we'll try. We'll, we'll do our best. I can't make any guarantees, my friend. I, you know, I, hey, when, when you're... When you're just you know firing off pearls uh, at a rate like we do, it's mm-hmm. it's it's difficult, really. I mean, yeah, <laughs> pearls, pearls. <laughs> just, just... Um, um, since we're kind of wrapping this up, I did want to ask: Have you been watching that Greg Daniels Amazon uh, good I have place, not. not good place show? Yeah, and apparently Greg Daniels is also doing his Space Force show is coming out really soon too. Yeah, that Space Force one is going to be on Netflix, right? Yeah, and that's that's uh, that's the uh, Steve Carell. Yeah, with the um, picture of Camelback Mountain. <laughs> I you know I I haven't honestly really I've been I for the most part I've been rewatching things, um, so I have I haven't started anything new except for like i mentioned i I watched the first episode of that mark ruffalo show um Mm -hmm. and uh but i i haven't uh most of my my viewing has been except for staying up on john oliver uh Mm -hmm. because on his his i mean if, if i'm gonna recommend anything watching john oliver doing his shows from home has been uh he's fucking brilliant um, I watched the YouTube ones, like the the monologues, and it it doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> See, so. I for me it does. I I think that uh, you know he cuts, you know he he for me he has uh, kind of taken the place of John Stewart, um, yeah, and cutting through a lot of it and being you know well researched and. Uh, you know, and he, he he still brings the funny too. If anybody hasn't watched, uh, I don't think it, it wasn't this week's episode. It was the week before, where um, he does the uh, the. I think he does Cat Week tonight, um, <laughs> <laughs> because the people were sending in videos of of cats who were watching the show and just enthralled by by John Oliver. Um, and so they do, they do this, this great bit at the end of it. Um, and, and the very last thing is just this montage of Martin Sheen saying the word cats in various (laughs) different, uh, inflections and uh, over scenes of cats doing things. And it's hysterically funny. You got to check that out. Uh, oh, speaking of Martin Sheen, I did start the West Wing. Restart though. That's that's when I go back to periodically. Um, yeah. I always seem to be. I, I I need to have some uh, either Amy Sherman Palladino or um, 
or or Aaron Sorkin show that I'm I'm rewatching because I there I just I, I love the rhythm of their writing and how fast everybody's talking. I know it's not uh you know people who don't seem to like it don't like it because it's not how people talk or whatever, but it's just some smart sharp writing, just great show arcs mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing. Um See but see there's a difference when writers like them do it and there's a and when someone like say Dawson's Creek is like my big example like no teenager talks like Dawson yeah but I didn't <laughs> think that was a smart show so <laughs> you Dawson's Creek was smart I I, I, I liked it at the time but yeah, like I, I just I, I couldn't do it it was too uh, yeah. I, yeah I didn't get into it too soap opera for me so I don't know. It's just something. I I I don't know what like the line is for me, but like, I found nothing clever. I, I got to be a point where I found nothing clever about what came out of their mouths. Right. Whereas Aaron Sorkin is just brilliant. Files fires in all cylinders. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, and I'm sure Amy Sherman Palladino is the same, but yeah. I. I bring myself to watch Gilmore Girls. Why not? Have we talked about this before? How have you not watched We've talked about it many times. It's the same reason why I don't... Uh, well, have you watched Mrs. Maisel? No. Uh, okay. But like, West Wing has been one that Kristen has been like, like, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. And I'm like, fine. And I finally did. Are you, and then like, are you watching good. it for the first time now? Yeah, I've never watched it before. Okay, well... Yeah, I I envy you. That's that's one of my favorites. I, his uh, those you know, um, West <laughs> Wing same, and Sports Night. Yeah, the same thing. The second or third episode, uh, the first or second episode, where like, um, Martin Sheen tells off this, Christian, this mega church guy, mm-hmm. um, and just like. Damn, son. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, I, Aaron, I like. Um, There's a reason that people have bumper stickers that say Bartlett for president, you know? <laughs> well, it's just like, like, obviously, Sorkin's political leanings are very observant from day one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he goes about everything with such an even handedness. Like he's just like it's yes, like, he has that in the West Wing where he doesn't in Newsroom. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, that that's the thing that kind of turned me off about Newsroom was like it's like it's very obvious that Jeff Daniels' character is like like just this by like he's just well yeah and and he's he is presented under the you know the conceit that he uh, was conservative or something. Mm-hmm. Um, He's supposed to be like a uh, no sides, no bullshit kind of thing. But, yeah. um, I, and, That's, and I, you know, I, having said that, I do like the newsroom. It's just not, I don't yeah. think it's, it's quite up to what Sorkin achieved with the West Wing. Well, I think too, it's just, um, you ever seen in treatment? Yes. It's just kind of like, it, I think it's one of those shows that like just started out being, 
it had like some real ambitions, like it was going to do something different. And then they realized like, it's I, like, I love in treatment. I, oh, oh, I do too. But then they realize like, it shows like, but it shows like the newsroom and in treatment, like they had these ambitious ways of telling these stories. And then they realized they don't like people won't watch it this way. Like they won't watch this show for half an hour, five days a week. Right. Or they won't watch something about current events at the time told through the lens of this jaded journalist. That's like, yeah, no, just that's news true. And wise. It I, was essentially like the week's events just channeled through like this through Jeff Daniels' character, and then they had to rejigger it. Right. It's like it's like the biosphere too, <laughs> which I watched the documentary last night. Like it wasn't going to work like they thought it would, so they have to change it. Right. It doesn't mean like the experiment failed. It just means it's just not going to work the way they promised. I have to. Say, so. I, I didn't see in treatment until I saw it on DVD, um, yeah. and I would imagine that it's a lot uh, easier to absorb on DVD than it is than it would have been when it was airing live. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> and it's funny that in treatment too is is per, is a Mark Wahlberg production, by the way, as is McMillions. To to to, to call back time. to my my uh, my not uh, not really caring for Mr. Wahlberg. Is that what you're trying to get at? No, no, no. no. It's just funny. It's like I McMillions or um, Entourage is merely a blip. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So I see what you're getting at. Pretty solid production slate for HBO. Yeah. And so, your feelings on Mark Wahlberg aside, I, I, I don't, I don't think I don't remember exactly what I said about Mark Wahlberg, but I, I uh, I believe you called him the worst actor of our generation. I don't think that's what I said at all, sir. I think that I just did not uh, think he was that great. Again, and I argue that pretty much he had a really good run between 97 and um, 2014. So, Okay. There are a few good ones in there. I mean, Boogie Nights yeah. is, is good. Uh, the, was it uh, The Fighter? Yeah. That was yeah, good. Yeah. There are some good um, ones in there. Anyway, yeah. we've, we've, gone into, we, we've gone into tangent mode again. Yeah. So, yeah, well, let's go. So. <laughs> well, it was great it's talking to you, sir. <laughs> and hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe this is a we like. I think we were we were talking um, over uh, messenger or whatever. But uh, we can we can do this a little more frequently right now since uh, there's not really any going out. <clears throat> so, so um, we we. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the thing is, famous last words, right? We don't want to promise anything because I think the last time we recorded. Uh, at the start of this this uh, you know stay at home order, basically, yeah, uh, we were talking about doing this uh, going up to weekly uh, as opposed to to biweekly, yeah. um, and then we didn't record oh. for four or five weeks. So <laughs> yeah, my schedule uh, um, has been freed up significantly because for the last four and five weeks, I've had I had to ramp up my I had to ramp up my um, contributions yeah i know i know yeah you know i'm very happy i got to do it like i just 
And I'm very happy I do all of it. It's just so it just stinks. Well, so, I, I'm I'm glad to be talking to you again. I'm glad to be recording again. Um, I'm really looking forward to having uh, discussions about a you know mm. as smart as it is a silly sitcom uh, for distraction. <laughs> so yes, um, let's do it. Let's do it again soon. Maybe definitely. this weekend. All right, stay safe, man. All right, thanks. Bye. This has been a Hoon Waddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from hootandwaddle.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hoot and Waddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash Hoot and Waddle.